You're now listening to You're now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide Where we discuss everything erotic and fascinating In the wonderful world of the high-end call girl Now, here are your hosts Chantel Etoile And Exotic Vivian Hello to our fabulous listeners and welcome to another episode of the Sexy Escort Guide podcast. I am your host and muse, Exotic Vivian, and joining me as always is my amply bosomed partner in crime <laughs> and co-host, Miss Chantelle Etoile. How are you? Amply bosomed. Oh you are amply bosomed. Her titties are huge. <laughs> Huge. I mean, you can't tell because she's so tiny. They're huge. Oh, that I remember <laughs> the first time. Uh, the first time we met, and then we had uh, the client together that night mm-hmm. when we went out fishing. And I like, mm-hmm. I took my bra off, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Oh, I did not know all of that was, was, was under there." there. And then I started fun bag playing with them. It was she cute. did, okay. she did. So. But I, I am doing wonderful. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be home and uh, getting my getting things together. And then, uh, yes. you know, actually, yes. actually, currently planning my move to Miami. Yay, guys! I finally convinced her. She did. She did. To move. Yeah. Yes. I didn't feel appreciated in Tampa, guys. Come on. <laughs> my home. My hometown. Well, almost my hometown. Yeah, Tampa's yeah. lame anyway. Sorry, Tampa, but you're lame. So come to Miami where well, it's Well, it's definitely going to be lame now that Chantel isn't in it. So I'm just I know. Saying, you, I'm just the, the one good thing about Tampa is leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, it's your turn to give an advantage of hiring companions. Okay, so what was it? Like a couple weeks ago, I see this meme going around on Twitter and it has like this comparison of like men versus women of like what we want in relationships. And it says Mm -hmm. men want loyalty, sex, food, encouragement. And then it says women want loyalty, money, superhuman sex, love, gifts, passwords, phone (laughs) access, email account addresses, (laughs) uh, contacts, attention, compliments, the sun, the moon, the stars, your time, your time, all of it, receipts, explanations, and the list goes on. And I was like, okay, this is why you hire a companion. We are, we're basically like men in the sense where our list of demands are so small. We don't have this extremely long, complicated list. It's so short. It's such a short list. So hire us because yeah. you, don't, you don't have to worry about giving us the sun, the moon, the stars. Now, will I accept it? No. Of course. I'll accept it. But of it's course. not a demand. You know, I don't need Yeah, to... we just we just want you to be respectful when you approach us. Exactly. Pay us for our time. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah, I don't need... I don't... <laughs> I mean, while I do love gifts... I love Obviously, gifts, but that that goes hand in hand with you know paying for the time as well, right? Because usually guys bring gifts, so right. But I don't but need I don't need access. I don't need access to your phone or your email nope. account. I don't I need your passwords. Us. I don't need all that. It's nope. it's actually funny to see how guys are so free with their phone when they're around us because oh my god, they <laughs> they know we could care less, like, right? They'll like they'll 
like show me a picture on the phone and just leave me with the phone like oh i'm gonna run to the bathroom real quick of course. yeah they're, like, they're not they're not like, like oh i did not mean to see that okay let's go they're not like we they're not like crouched in a corner trying to make sure you know we don't see something you know like who is this who is like this? who's who's texting you <laughs> you know they're all they're always like Oh, let me just respond to this text message real quick without the needing to like come up with some story. It's just like, oh, it's my wife. Like, no, like, no big deal. Uh, I know. I'm like, oh, go do, do you, do you. Yeah, do, do what you need. <laughs> Handle business. You know. I'm here. No muss, no fuss, you know? Exactly. So hire us, guys. We don't complicate lives. No, we do not. So what's new with you? Uh, you know, just happy to be back and, uh, Set just getting settled in. I I like way overpacked for uh for my tour. <laughs> I because I didn't know what to expect because I didn't know you still they... haven't unpacked. No, I have. I have, but oh, it's okay. like it's like I pack so much and I'm just like kind of unpacking like a little bit at a time because I don't feel like dealing oh, with it. Oh lord. Yeah, but I am <laughs> like, but like upon my return, I've had some fabulous dates. Of course, these are they all They missed from, you when you were gone. Do. But, you know, sadly, <laughs> again, it is not the guys in Tampa. It's it's my wonderful clients from all over the states that are flying into Tampa um, that I've been seeing. So, again, yeah. Tampa. So, you're just better off coming to Miami. Exactly. you guys will have more fun over there. Exactly. Or over here, I should say. <laughs> exactly. And then, I mean, it's it's not like a far drive. So, you know, if my clients are coming in to Tampa for a meeting, I could always meet them in Tampa. I yeah, still, I, hours. I still have my, I still have my condo there and everything. So, I, I, I'm kind of going to be like in two, in two cities together for for just a little bit until like I permanently move to Miami. And then LA. <laughs> and then and then LA. Well, so it would be like. I'd be in two places, and then when we move to LA, then I'll officially, I will officially be gone from Tampa then. And you know what? To be honest, I'm seriously thinking about us spending at least a month in New York this summer, but let's, let's, let's see how that goes. Well, I still haven't been to New York, guys. Come on. that's why I'm like, we need to go so that way you can actually be a New Yorker. It's so it's so <laughs> funny because I'm like, I'm in Australia and then I'm in Hong Kong. And then like every person I'm meeting, they're telling like, oh, yeah, I've been to the States. And, you know, telling me how they've been to New York and all this. And I'm like looking at them. That, I'm like, you must just be cringing on the inside. Like, I how am. have I not done this? I'm uh. like. I, I tell them, I tell them all, I go, uh, I, yeah, I've never been to New York. And they're like, wait a minute you're in Australia right now or like you're in Hong Kong right now. You've never been like basically in your own backyard. I was like, Hey, listen, <laughs> Hey, don't feel bad. You I don't know, know what the, to tell the, you. The, the sushi restaurant Zuma. I went to all the Zumas all over the world before I finally went to the one here in Miami. So, but that's a restaurant though. Wait, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't been to Zuma, I guess. Uh, and that's fine. But I went to all of them all over the world. Wait, isn't And it, then finally wait, isn't went to Zuma, the one in Miami. Isn't Zuma with Salt Bay? No. Is that the one? No, oh, that's not. No, that's, that's a completely different one. Although Salt Bay does have its restaurant in Dubai and we will definitely be going there. God, I hope he's there. Yeah. I hope he's there. I hope he's in Miami because he's usually in Miami too because I want to. Salt Bay. Call me Salt Bay. Yeah, call, call us. us. <laughs> call us. Yes. We'll make hey. sure you have a lot of fun. Uh, so mm-hmm. what's, So what is new with you, Vivian? 
Well, I am back in Miami from my Chicago tour, which was a success thanks Yay. to some extremely generous friends. Thank you, guys. Mwah. A big shout out to the Windy City. I love Chicago. It's just it gets so cold and I get so comfortable in Miami. And I know it's <laughs> a warm weather. The sun to the cold. Yeah. But, you know, I've been getting a lot of people oh, come to Chicago. So I finally met it. And I'm glad they all like, you know, saw me because that would have sucked if I went to uh, Chicago and it was dead. Well, but you know, I, and, I, and I hung out with Mr. Valentine's and we had a fabulous overnight. That was nice, too. Hey, boo, love you. I um, haven't been to Chicago <laughs> either. What? Okay. We're just I mean, but are you, tour. I mean, are you really that surprised? I haven't been in New York. So, like, yeah, I haven't been yeah. to Chicago either. So, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, we but, should do, we should do a tour. Yeah, we're definitely going to plan something. I'm actually planning a possible tour for uh, in June for Nashville. And then, like I said, New York. I'm thinking we should go for a month for sure. I listen. I'm down as will, long as as long as I don't have to like just be in one place and get bored. I'm down to go wherever. So let's do it, guys. Yeah, we we will definitely keep you posted on the dates once we hammer out everything we're gonna do. But uh, yeah, so now we're gonna move on to our new segment. Well, I guess it's not as new anymore. But our segment, <laughs> funny funny things, clients. Or companions say this week I'm gonna do funny things that uh, clients say. Men that call and say, "What are your rates?" Don't do that. Oh my <laughs> no. god! Like literally, it's listed on the website. I like, got that. Well, I got that. It's while so I was annoying. It's I got so it annoying when touring. they call, and I'm just like, "This is why I don't answer my phone." Because Ugh. every time I answer, they always ask a question that's already answered on my website. But what are your rates? It's on my website. I mean, I was getting, I literally was getting that in Australia and my rates were like clearly listed on the, uh, on the website I was advertising. Now, when you tour overseas, it's a, it's a, it's a new ball game. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. It literally was like blue had all of my rates and they would still text me and say, what are your rates? I go, where did you see my ad on Scarlet? Did you not see the rates on the ad? I would just screen cap my, my ad with the rates and then send it to That's them. That's what I started Wait. doing. <laughs> I started doing that. Hey, you got a life hack sometimes. Oh, because, my God. You know, nobody has time for that. Well, of course, of course, it was always the ones that never booked. Exactly. The ones that are serious usually just follow instructions. Oh, my God. Anywho, guys, stop. Stop calling women asking them what their rates are because it's clearly listed. It's clearly. super. It's super obnoxious. Just saying. Don't do that. Okay, so what's in the news, Chantel? Oh, God. Oh, this one is from the New York Times. The Indiana serial killer pleads guilty to murders of seven women. Uh, that sounds I, a little dark. I and they were, they, were all, like they were all sex workers. I hate stories like this, but at least, it he's, been, but at least he's been caught. And, yeah. and at least he pled guilty, so there's not some, like, long, drawn-out trial and all this stuff. Um, you know, at least it'll bring some closure to the family, at least. Um, an Indiana man, Darren D. Van, charged in the killings of seven women who uh, who prosecutors said were among a vulnerable population of drug addicts or prostitutes, pleaded guilty to murder charges on Friday to avoid facing a death penalty, officials said. He preyed on those who were disconnected from their families and could not be readily found. Of course, that's how they always do it. Mm -hmm. um, in many of the cases, court papers indicate 
Mr. Van sought, sought the women for sex in exchange for money or drugs. In one case, he beat and then strangled one victim over a drug debt, court papers said. The murders happened in Gary and Hammond, uh, Indiana, in the northwestern corner, about 30 miles outside of Chicago between August 2013 and oh, October, October 2014, according to court records. The cases came to light after Mr. Van was charged in the, in the October 17, 2014 murder of Afrika Hardy at a Motel 6 in Hammond. Mr. Van had a, arranged to meet her through Backpage. Uh, Mr. Van told detectives after his arrest on October 18, 2014, that he had choked Miss Hardy with an extension cord and then left her body in a shower at, a, at the hotel. That is so tragic. Yeah. Uh, during his interview with the police, he admitted to killing six other women. The names of all his victims are listed in the article, which you can read um, in May They Rest in Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had just been released from a Texas prison just about one year before this current incident, where he served five years for sexual assault. Records showed the assault involved a 25-year-old woman and took place inside an Austin, Texas apartment. When he left state custody, he was listed on the Texas Department of Public Safety Sex Offender Registry as a low risk, though mm. his, pro- his projected end date on the registry was lifetime. Um, low his, risk, my ass. Right? His attorney blamed his behavior on his, tri- on his troubled childhood. Mm. <clears throat> I'm rolling my eyes just in case anybody (laughs) doesn't know. Prosecutors agreed to a plea deal in which they would no longer seek the death penalty. He said officials wanted to spare relatives of the victims to prolong uh, to to the prolonged court battles that would have come with the death penalty case. Under the agreement, Mr. Van will be sentenced to uh, on May 25th to life in prison without the possibility of parole, which I I personally would be more than happy to give to that put a bullet in his head well no no to uh <laughs> to take to take the death penalty off the case because death penalty cases are so drawn out and long i mean they can take up to 20 years and mm. like just let him suffer in prison and i mean this way he isn't he isn't protected um within the death penalty um they're a, a part of a separate population on death row and they're protected from the general population so i would at least rather him be in general population so that bad things can happen to him and he can suffer for the rest of his life in prison i'd be so satisfied with that yeah this is like literally like something out of a a, a series a serial killer series because it's it, the, everything is there. He targets sex workers. Yep. Uh, people with drug problems mm-hmm. and pe- people that won't be missed. So that way, when he kills them, no one's looking for them, which is sad. But it does happen, ladies. This is another reason why we do what? Screen for your life. Yep. Because guys like this exist out there. Screen like your life dependent on it because it does. And guys, when ladies ask you for screening information, this, this is, is why. why. We this don't want to get strangled with an extension cord and dumped in the bathroom of a motel. <laughs> That's why we screen. So please cooperate with your ladies. And ladies, please screen. And a motel six at that. Ugh. I mean, ugh, I just, I can't. I just, I'm, I'm glad he definitely got 
what he got, but I feel like a bullet in his head would have been even better. But that's just I mean, of course, but you know, they an eye for an eye, motherfucker. (laughs) You know, I I'm a I'm a little more like sadistic when it comes to this stuff. Like I would rather like know that they are they are tortured and suffering daily than the easy than the easy way out of just a bullet to the brain. Like I I, I'd prefer that they suffer. That's I mean I'm I'm surprised that he even got out of of jail like there are people Uh, there are people in prison for like 20 years that got caught with like a joint or something yeah seriously whereas he almost murdered a woman and he walks after five years like i don't know what's going on with our our legal uh judicial system but they need to get it together because he should have stayed in prison because it's 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 not making the money for them to just get sex sex offenders off the street right it's not making them money but targeting like drugs and stuff like that that make that's where they're getting their big money from i guess uh, no it's definitely a thing it's definitely a thing you have to watch you have to watch we'll get together and we'll watch documentaries on that i don't like- wanna i'm good thanks <laughs> <laughs> i rather i rather, rather stay in my happy bubble where things are always happy thank you fine fine all right you're supposed to go watch that one documentary that nikki irish mentioned oh yes yes Uh, it is um, stuff like that you you watch that and let me know i i will definitely let you know for sure see if we should discuss it on the show anyways femme fatale of the week yes and now here's your femme fatale of the week okay our femme fatale this week is Priya Raynell. She is a DC-based companion. Uh, I've never met her in person, but we've corresponded on Twitter, and she's gorgeous. Perky tits, nice small waist, and a nice derriere. She is gorge. I mean, you Uh, can't really go wrong with perky tits. (laughs) No, you cannot. You cannot. Uh, And her Twitter is at Priya Raynell, and that's spelled P-R-I-Y-A. R-A-N-E-L-L-E. So head over there and book her. And I have I, a perfect date idea. I, I haven't I haven't <laughs> been to DC either. So No. Nope. Okay. Well, I guess I just <laughs> wanted to throw that in there so I could be sealed with my date idea. Fine. Oh no, actually, no. Give your no give actually, your date idea. Not fine. <laughs> no, give Not your original fun. date idea. Okay. I was saying I have I haven't met her though. We should we should do a tour in DC. Mm. <laughs> I'm not or a fan not. of DC. I mean, okay. per- personally, <laughs> as far as uh, it being lucrative, I do much better in New York than I do in DC. But I guess we can go for like one day. We can take the train over there while we're in New York, since you are dying to go. We can go to the Smithsonian. Okay. Oh yeah, I do want to go. Anyway, <laughs> let, why don't you why don't you give yeah. us the date idea? The and date then, idea. then I would be able to meet her. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. So for my date idea, I was thinking a lovely gentleman can book me, you, and Miss Priya. And we can do a chopper um, ride of the Hoover Dam, a, a chopper <gasps> tour. Wouldn't that be Ooh, nice? That and then, fun. and then we can land in the like right in the middle and have a nice little picnic and something else. I don't know. Ooh, ooh, la, la. Ooh, is, it, is, it, is it pretty? <laughs> is it pretty secluded? I mean, maybe that sounds we'll, like maybe, maybe we would have to go like 
when it's not as busy or I don't know. Or, or we oh, can or we, we can, can just like live uh, on the wild side. I don't know. Or or no, he can uh, he can schedule like a like a nice like tent setup. Yeah, like that one, would yeah, be nice. that's yeah. Then we can and then have, we like, can have some fun. Like a cabana, yeah, we can have like a whole cabana type. I thing know. Yes. yes, yes. So, all right, guys, any gentlemen out there, let's do this. I mean, we have all these great ideas. Like somebody needs to book us so we can fulfill our fantasies. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Why much. hasn't Why hasn't anybody taken us up on our date offers? I think they're still thinking about it and you know gathering the funds or something. I don't know, but well, hurry up. Well, don't wait too long because you know you remember what Dr. Julie said. Somebody's gonna come scoop us. So exactly, <laughs> and then we're gonna be off the market because we're gonna be in exclusive arrangements, and you can only listen to us on the podcast. Exactly. Sucks for you. Sucks for you. Yeah, it will suck for you. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Anywho. So today we are chatting with a male escort to see the other side of the coin and just how things work for men who decide to get into this line of work. Because all we do is talk about us and the ladies and our plights and everything. So I wanted to flip the script or Chantelle and I wanted to flip the script to see, you know, what it's like on the other side for men who decide to become companions. So, yes, ladies, you can hire a companion, too. Uh, Today we have Anthony Asante, and he is a Washington, D.C.-based straight male escort, providing a warm, sensual, and professional companionship full-time to women. He claims to be the world's first and only straight male companion, catering exclusively to women, certified in bondage, and providing it exclusively to women. You've heard of bondage before, right? I don't think so. It's basically like bondage and massage mixed together i met a girl oh, okay. that was doing it in in new york uh but i don't even think she's working anymore i think she retired well that kind of sounds fun yeah anywho um he's a former publisher of the online magazine gigolo international and is currently a guest blogger on yourtango.com he's been featured on cjasher.com and lastampa.it his articles on providing high-end male companionship to women have been reblogged and redistributed worldwide. Anthony is a formally trained chef in the U.S. military, a connoisseur of vegetarian cuisine who delights in preparing a succulent-tasting dining experience for his special lady friends. Ooh. Yeah. He has a fervent love for the arts, studying ancient and indigenous civilizations, human rights and justice, and martial arts. Hi, Anthony. Welcome to the show. Hi. How's it going, Vivian and Chantel? It's going great. Thank you for being on the show. Yes, thank you. We greatly appreciate it. So uh, we'll just jump right in to the questions. Uh, Tell the listeners about who you are and how you got to where you are today. Uh, like where you grew up, your childhood, uh, did you go to college, et cetera, and why you decided to get into the escort industry. Well, that's a, that's a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to share as much or as little as you'd like. Uh, Preferably I'm, as much. Right. <laughs> I'm originally from the Midwest. Uh, grew up in the up there. I came from a lower middle-class background uh, a mother and father up until the time I was, I guess, um, about 14 years old. I was just hitting puberty when 
my mother and father uh, divorced, and we were caught up plunged into poverty. And so okay. the breakup was a little hard on me. I started to act out a lot, get into uh, lots of problems at school, sort of shutting down academically, and started to, <laughs> and this I guess would be of interest to a lot of people that want to know why I don't smoke or drink or drink, al um, drink alcohol. Um, I started to smoke marijuana classmates and friends and I found myself in a marijuana with a marijuana addiction for I guess a number of years and um, but I always knew that I wanted to complete high school go to college and become a lawyer so okay I had to struggle with that for a number of years I even had to uh, actually quit school high school uh, and just take a high school equivalency test. So I did that. Um, and I decided to delay my plans for college and have the government pay, pay for it by going into the military. So I went into the military at about, uh, I think I was 17. Okay. Uh, thank you for I, your service. Yes, thank you. <laughs> no problem. I traveled a little bit, went into the went into the army and uh, I continued to cook. My mother had already taught me how to cook. Nice, finally, one mother <laughs> did something. <laughs> you know, and at the time, at the time I always resented, you know, having to, having to cook. Uh, and why? As I, <laughs> because I figured you know, that was woman's work and my man, yeah, yeah. Vivian, uh, Vivian, he grew up in the Midwest. <laughs> so, I mean, you still need to eat. Yeah, there, <laughs> it's like a whole American <laughs> family value. Women are the, in the I kitchen, guess. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> when I got out on my own and had to fend for myself in the kitchen. Then you figured out, oh shit, I need to, I need to. <laughs> that came in handy. I had that behind. Good. Um, and so after the Army, after traveling a little bit, I did go to college. and got a bachelor's. And after that, I decided, well, I had already worked in corporate and government, America, uh, government for many, many years. And I decided, okay, it's time now for the law school. And I went to law school my second year. And then I met. Interesting enough, uh, a woman, a lawyer at a law library when I was in my second year of college. And she made me an indecent proposal. Oh, interesting. Scandalous. Okay. Tell us verbatim yes, how did please. she go about it? Gotta did know what's say, going on. Vous avec moi? Ce soir, <laughs> if she did, I wouldn't have been able to understand okay. her. <laughs> Well, I mean, we were we were talking and everything, um, and she invited me out uh, for dinner. So we went to dinner. It was really nice, and I saw that she was nervous and everything. She was, you know, hiding her lips and she was licking her. I mean, she gave me all. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted a lot more from me than just dinner. I, I, I was fine. I, 
to roll with that. I mean, you are a man, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right when I thought that she was going to uh, invite me over, she asked me to bring some, some joy and some pleasure and some excitement to her life. She, mm -hmm. was she was all she was already considering hiring a male escort. Okay. Is this what she told you or like later on? This like a, this was later on. Okay. And but she was concerned about connection uh with the guy. Mm -hmm. And uh we were already connected. So she was and she knew that I needed money. <laughs> uh yeah, second year in law school, you broke. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I know it? So. <laughs> and, uh, so that led to where I am. She introduced me to some other um, professionals that were in the same situation as her. And um, that's where it took off. Now, I had to really ask myself, is this really the direction I wanted to uh, take, and if so, is it something that I can do? So I. But wait I, a minute you you didn't you didn't even tell us how she asked the question. Like, how did she introduce the subject of money for your time? Like, I I, I mean, inquiring minds would like to know. I definitely want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um. She asked me if I had ever seen the, the reality series Gigolo. <laughs> mm -hmm. What? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I had by that time. I had. I think it was just really coming out. It was just mm -hmm. started right around it. And I said, yeah, sure. And then she, she told me about a book that she read by a woman called Fifty Shades of Grey. Not okay. the yes. that got not the not by what's it, JK Rowling? No. Did she write that? No. no. She no. didn't write that. Somebody else wrote that, but I know what you're saying. There was there was another book by another woman mm -hmm. um that that this woman that this lawyer was telling me about. So we got all into the uh uh, the money for hire, and really, I've never really had an issue. I've never so did she? So I mean, I'm surprised for a lawyer. She sure as hell didn't get straight to the point. But then again, for a lawyer, that's pretty. That's pretty much what they would do if they weren't trying to get straight to the point. So I guess she lawyered you. But did she go? Did she say? So what would you think about X amount? Like, how did you guys decide on the money? Like. Or did she just say, I'll take care of you? And you were like, sure, because you were a young, dumb, uh, second-year <laughs> law student. <laughs> uh, no, I pretty much just, you know, mentioned whatever is comfortable for her. Of course, but like I, a young, I, I dumb law student. <laughs> got it. I didn't got know it. All right. anything about prices or rates or anything like that. Got it. Got total it. newbie. Got total newbie. It, this is, sounds like a... This sounds like a a sugar dating arrangement kind yeah. of. Yeah. But I bet you she didn't take advantage of you, though, like some people do. Uh, <laughs> men. <laughs> men. Um. <laughs> we love you guys. Anywho, so you decided, okay, can you, is this something you can do? And then you said yes. And then 
I started to research the business. I hired a a male escort coach. And wow, wow those exist. Uh, yeah, he was a male. You escort see, men UK. are not catty. <laughs> Women. Uh, anywho, keep going. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This guy was a ten-year uh, veteran of the business in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we did all of our sessions vis-a-vis Skype. Nice. Uh, I found another guy. Uh, he and, and this male escort coach. He had written a book, so of course I got his book. That's how I found out about. Ah. And uh, then I met, uh, found another guy who had a lot of other material. Um, uh, I am surprised people. you were able to research your way into this through reading and and coaching. That is. That is a different uh, experience for women, for sure, when they're trying to get into this business. Yes, seriously. <laughs> well, wow, my, okay. The way that I approach things is uh, I always want a methodical uh, way to do things. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, my experience has been it increases your chances of success. Uh, when you do things in a methodical uh, fashion, when you have looked at other people's experiences and gleaned the wisdom from it. Mm -hmm. And that is what I attempted to do with my research, which is why when I find guys who are trying to get into this business and who haven't done any research, and it just boggles my mind. Yeah, I mean... It's the same thing with women, too, sometimes. You know, a lot of them just think, oh, they just jump into it and that's that. They don't treat it like a business. But, yeah, that's actually very interesting. So what sparked your interest in culinary arts and why do you specialize in vegetarian cuisine? Okay. Uh, When I was, I guess, maybe about 21. Yeah, I was about 21. Uh, I met some um, uh, community activists who were mm-hmm. activists on many different uh, fronts. One was in the, of course, the political arena, and the other was in the environmental arena. It was, they were really holistic uh, people that looked at quite a few different areas of injustices, and they were mm-hmm. all and so you hang around people that are vegetarians. You become a vegetarian. That's interesting because somebody I know is vegan and <laughs> me. I'm still not vegan. Me. That's because you haven't been around me long enough. Oh, please. Anywho. J- just wait. So. Just wait until I move to Miami. You're going to be eating all kind of vegan meals. <laughs> oh, I eat vegan meals. I'm just not vegan. Okay, but whatever. anyways, whatever. As you as you were saying, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> so you were hanging around the activists, and you, they were vegetarian. So you decided to be vegetarian, and then that's why you geared your chef stuff towards being vegetarian. Or was there another reason? Actually, that was that was it. But I really did not consider myself to be a chef. I was just a guy who knew how to cook. And um, and because now I was a vegetarian, I learned how to make uh, many different vegetarian dishes. 
So do you consider uh, yourself a chef now? Uh, I do. Um, okay. <laughs> growth, people. Growth. <laughs> I, I would like to become a chef, but uh, I'm kind of lazy. Not going to lie. Oh, Lord. I, I enjoy cooking, but to actually make it a career, I don't think so. <laughs> actually, I've considered, you know, quite a few uh, times, but if I were to <clears throat> ever make it as a career, it would have to be a raw foods chef. Oh, really? Oh, wow. He's just going That's deeper like, and deeper. That, yeah, that is, like, I tried the whole raw food thing, and I was like, I don't have time for this. Like, it is so much work. I need flavor work. in my mouth. I need so flavor much work. first thing in my mouth. I don't know if I can just do the raw. See, that's the thing. I'll eat all these different cuisine because I'm a foodie, but I still need flavor bursting in my mouth at the end of the day. So, um, There is flavor in oh, raw yeah. food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I'm not quite clear what raw foods that you've eaten, but my experience and the experience of um, those of those that I have prepared food for mm-hmm. uh, consistently, they said that the more raw foods that they ate, mm-hmm. the more sensitive that their tongue became, and that they were able to actually taste more. Uh, because of the raw food experience, you're able to smell more, you're able to um, uh, taste more. Huh. Yeah, did, it's did like Anthony a, it's like just a invite food. us over to DC I, so he can prepare a raw food dinner for us? I think is he, that what he just did? I think he did. I think he did. <laughs> so I, I'm sorry, um, you were fading in and out. What? What? No, what I happened? I was saying that Anthony just invite us to DC. So he can cook a meal for us and we can be the judge. Yes. <laughs> like, yes I feel like I feel like that's what he just did. So it's done. I guess we're going to DC. Thank you so is much, that Anthony. My phone was fading in and out, <laughs> well <laughs> Well, Anthony Anthony, just in case you don't know, this is like totally a Chantel thing. I invite myself like any and everywhere. That's how Vivian and I met. Yeah, that's <laughs> how we met. <laughs> So I'm inviting. I I, I'm totally inviting myself for a dinner at your place. So yes, it's, it's done. We're coming to DC. It's a done deal. Or maybe in New York. I don't know, but we'll figure it out. We'll we'll definitely figure it out. So what what do you think is a misconception about straight male escorts? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. Um, when people think of a straight male escort catering to women, they think of a woman paying a man for sex. That is the biggest misconception. What is really, what I believe is really being um, uh, paid for here is a connection, is a woman wanting to have a connection with a man and in a very specific way. And that way being, they want a masculine man who's able to take control, make some decisions uh, about their interaction. Most of my clients are making decisions all day, every day, and they just want to take a break from their thinking. Interesting. Uh, and 
they want someone who has enough confidence and who is bold enough to say, hey, <clears throat> we are going to do this and we are going to have a absolutely fabulous time. Nice. So I'm assuming most of your women are older, accomplished professionals. Uh, most of your clients, I mean. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, some are younger, uh, in their 30s, but. But they're usually I accomplished. Mean, I like to feel the work. Yeah, okay. They're usually Got it. Got it. So. I, I usually make the joke that I'm no cheap thrill. <laughs> <laughs> None of us are, darling. None of us are. None of us. So since it's not considered the norm for women to pay for men, do you get any negative feedback from your friends or just people in general about you getting paid by women? What do you mean when you say it's not? It's not the norm because in society, usually the guy is the breadwinner. He's, I mean, you even said it with your parents. When your parents got divorced, then you guys got um, tossed into poverty because I'm assuming your dad was a was the breadwinner in the family? Primarily. Yeah. So so yeah. in society, you know, the man is supposed to make the money and then the woman is supposed to, I guess, be furniture. I don't know. But <laughs> it, 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 it's not it's not the norm for women to pay men. Although it, these days things are changing. So but we're still living in, in dark ages. I'm sure you know this. Like we're still living in an age where people are still trying to control what women do with their bodies and all that good stuff. So do you ever get any negative feedback from your friends or just people in general that you're getting paid by women? Because women get flack for the opposite. Like we get a lot of shit. <laughs> so I want to see, right. I want to see if you get shit too. I don't really get it in uh, verbally, but I will get a, I will feel where they are. And uh, it's usually a clamoring up uh, or a silence. And I know from a fact that they, at this point in their lives, they will not become a client of mine. That might change um, when, if and when the circumstances of their life uh, changes. And it has happened before. But what about your friends? Um, like how how do they? My only my closest friends that I've had relationships with for oof, I guess well over twenty years, mm -hmm. uh, they know, but um, and, and they have no issues. Okay, see, those um, are good friends. They are really, they are, <laughs> yeah, I would say definitely they those are really good friends. Forward, they were they are really forward thinking. Uh, the men and women in my life that I call friends, they're really more. Like brothers and sisters. Nice. So, so like nobody ever says anything like negative, you know, like like you take advantage of women or anything like that. Because I mean, we always get the oh, I can't believe you're like hanging hey, we, out. We, with literally, these old guys. we literally hear it. We hear it all. We hear it. I all. can't. I can't believe you're like taking money for this. I'm like, uh, <laughs> should I not? <laughs> What would you like me to do? Uh, for, I usually do don't it for free. <laughs> I don't ever remember someone. See, that's that. the difference. That's that the would difference be the difference then, because between, people, uh, yeah, people feel so like okay with 
telling women how they should live and how they should feel about I told things, you right? because women but, are still like under siege they're still trying to control what we do with our bodies they're trying to control our our our, our the way we think who we hang out with yeah seriously <laughs> but ba- but basically with the guy is just like oh okay, yeah that's, oh, that's what they are cool 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 but our, like, our we'll mind our own business but anywho <laughs> yes yeah, seriously um so what's the worst advice you've ever gotten one of the uh guys that i initially consulted with he told me that black women would not pay for my services <laughs> what yeah. And I found that to be absolutely false. Huh. It, it's like uh, the, it, it's but, basically like the people who say that, uh, like the black clients are divorced so they don't see black, like black men. Yeah. So it's almost, it's almost like the reverse of that. The funny thing is for, for my, uh, friends and acquaintances that are into black men and that's literally their thing, they all look like you. So I don't even understand. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they, they, cause you know, they're kind of superficial too, but, <laughs> but their ideal black man is literally you. So I don't understand why this person, was this person white? <laughs> I don't understand uh, why this person no. would say that. No, he, he was a black brick. Huh. Well, see, that was a cultural thing too. Maybe the black women and, uh, the black English girls don't, you know, patronize him. Is that why? I don't know. That was that was a weird thing, weird weird thing to say. They patronized me, <laughs> but yeah, that, that, <laughs> but that Shade. is why that was okay. Some of the work, <laughs> but but to give him his due props, everything else he said was on. Okay, it's just that it's just that that piece of advice did not pan out. Oh, uh, luckily for me. It did not pan out because, you know, women of color are are probably 45% of my clients. Wow. That's interesting. I I can't say the same for me, but (laughs) that's interesting. (laughs) That's very interesting. Well, if the women of color was just 45 to 50% of your clientele, well. No, I meant meant men of color, but... (laughs) So... What is one misconception people have about you? People who know me in one aspect of my life can't believe that, can't really fathom me being in some other aspect. For instance, people tend to think of other people as multidimensional or that there's a dichotomy between, I guess, activism and one sensuality or sexuality. Mm-hmm. If, if you're into activism, you are into uh, exploitation on to some level, um, in, uh, um, on some level, yet you cannot be sexual escort. <laughs> you cannot be and a sexual being. I mean, women deal with this all the time because they, they try to put you in a box. So if you're like this, powerful, you know, successful activist, blah, blah. People have a very hard time also seeing you as a... Look at Michelle Obama. She's a a perfect example of this. People have a hard time seeing you as like a sensual being 
because you're representing this other thing over here. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And the fact that <laughs> she has children must mean that at some point she went there. Yeah. I mean, the, the, way, the, the way Obama talked about her and looked at her, yeah, they're still going there. But anywho, I digress. <laughs> oh, oh my God, I'm sure. Like when he left the White House and they went on that one vacation that you saw those pictures swirling around. Yeah, I could see it written all over her face, her body. Yes, <laughs> yes. She was, she was getting all the grooves back. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a date in mind for retirement? And if not, how will you decide when it's time to retire? I don't have a date in mind. Uh, I'll retire if and when I can no longer uh, adequately provide companionship to women. Or it's no longer fun, whichever comes first. Okay. That's a good way to, to, to look at it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's how you should look at anything in life, really. Okay, so, I would say so yeah. So, what's the best client you've ever had? This was a client that <laughs> I met at a, and at the time in her life, she would have never considered a Bella's court. But I gave her my card. Interesting. So you recruit people while you're out and about. We, we can't <laughs> even like, do that. We, we can't, can't do, do that because people would like you know come for our heads. <laughs> you harlot. <laughs> wow so you you give out business well, cards you know, i'm gonna have I, to email you so you can send me what your card looks like so i can copy it <laughs> you know all of my clients every one of them have mentioned to me they believe that uh our conversations are as much a part of our are as important as any other part of our interaction and it's interesting that most of them do tell me that it is very difficult to have an intelligent conversation with a man. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, it, is, well, okay, it is if the guy is not into you. That's because, true. Because we have fabulous conversations with all our clients, but mm-hmm. that's because they sought us out. They're liter- They're into us. So like yeah. when, when women meet random dudes out and about and if, if the guy's just trying to get in her pants, of course he's not trying to have a conversation with her, although if he was smart, <laughs> he he would. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So he she's not lying. <laughs> it is okay. quite satisfying uh, to have intelligent uh, conversation. Yeah. We went off on the tangent. What was the question again? <laughs> what I, was I, the I asked best you client, what the right? best client you've ever had was. So oh, yeah, just yeah. continue from there. So yeah. When when I met her, uh she was at a point in her life where uh she she just would entertain. But fast forward three years later. Wow. You are the ultimate yeah. seductress. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> he, three years. See, people don't even have that kind of patience. Have you read? The and book? I sure as hell don't. Have you read the book, The Art of Seduction? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, you should read that book because you're definitely in there. <laughs> three, <laughs> three years. Wow, nice. So three years later, uh huh. Uh, she calls me, 
and uh, she wants me to uh, meet her somewhere. Uh, and she goes, she was, but she wanted to talk to me first. So we talked, mm-hmm. you know, for a good 10 or 15 minutes. And um, she plainly saw that I don't stutter or can hold a conversation. She went ahead and uh, booked and paid the deposit. Wow. Yeah. Go, go, lady. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm literally like about to start only servicing and women I always because. Know when <laughs> uh, once, you know, I've you only know, had one. I've exactly. We're the same way. I've only had one female client where she actually just booked me. For her, not not like for her and her husband, or because you know it's always attached to a dude whenever women call us. But yeah. I actually it was just us, and it was definitely a very intense <laughs> session. Yeah, <laughs> it was because it, you know your mind, your body, everything is working. It it, it was fabulous. Still love the dudes, though. Still, still love the guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we met. She turned out to be a regular, and uh, we met on a regular basis for a very long time. Nice. Okay. Uh, what's the worst client you've ever had? Uh, surprisingly, <laughs> well, I mean, it may not be a surprise to uh, you ladies or any other ladies out there in the industry. It was a guy. This guy wanted me to see um, his girlfriend. Oh, Lord. And, and, you know, I always make it plain to these guys when a guy calls me that, you know, my my touch only extends to the woman. He said he was fine with that. He just wanted to um, see how we interacted. And so, you know. So was it like a cuckolding session, or I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that's what it was. Uh, n- not really. He just wanted to. He had really just a fantasy, uh, an interracial fa- fantasy. He wanted, hey. mm. he wanted to see me in action uh, with a white woman. And um, okay, but he had, <laughs> it's he like had that's such a thing. See how they fetishize us. <laughs> <laughs> So okay. Um, he had a billion, a billion questions, and, and and I had to just answer his questions before he finally booked. Wow, and, we would have cut him off of a long questions. time ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> one of his questions. One of his questions was one that um, um, he asked me about my size. Oh God. Wait, your size or your thighs? No, his size. (laughs) S-I-Z-E. Okay. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I told him because (laughs) he had a lot of misconceptions. Um, What did he think you were? (laughs) Well, not about that. When I talk about the misconceptions, it was more so. That. I'm sorry. 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 I'm sorry.
I get the I get the feeling because he's not the only one. Oh um, my gosh. Guys watch way too much porn. <laughs> you think? think from the <laughs> they think from the word go. Wow. Used to treat a woman like a piece of meat and pound her into oblivion. Because that's what they fucking watch in the porn, which is why I'm just yeah. like, they yeah. need to really switch that shit up. <laughs> because literally so in every, had, in every really... straight porn that I've ever watched, it always starts off with the guy maybe caressing the girl for like two seconds and then boom, <laughs> they're banging. Literally two seconds. Or, or he puts his tongue on her vagina for like one second and then cut to, you know, pound town. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it, it, are there any are there anything where the guy spends more than two seconds going down on the girl? But anyways, I digress. But go on. <laughs> so I had to counsel him on. Ah. Oh. Really, that's not really the way to go. It needs to be <laughs> slow. It needs to be methodical. It needs to be sensual. It needs, guys need to take their effing time until. She's ready. Exactly. And so once I finally got him to that point, he says, you know, okay, you know, and uh, and then... How old was this guy, if you don't mind me asking? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, um, sounds he, young. He, 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 contacted, <laughs> he contacted me a number of times, and uh, every time he put down a deposit... Uh, no, I got him to finally put down a deposit. Mm-hmm. And then he asked me about the the size thing, and oh, I, had Lord. To, I had to tell him no. And and then he, oh, I got a right to know. Then he asked his girlfriend to actually call me up and, and tell and ask me about it, and and I ended up having to refund his his deposit. I wouldn't. Oh, I would have. I would have kept it for my time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he. You said he asked you a million questions. So. Yeah, Wait. But, so I. My, I w- my policy is that, uh, if if for any reason it doesn't happen, they get they get to the pocket. Mm. Or if a woman, <laughs> if a woman sees me, or if, even if I meet a woman and she doesn't want to see me within the first twenty minutes, she gets the pocket. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I, that makes sense. I but for the know. fact that he asked you a million questions and wasted all your time, I feel like you earned that deposit. But right, <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> Wait, so do so do guys get as many time wasters as we do? Probably not. Uh, I do not know how. I don't know how to answer that question because I don't know how many time wasters. Give me, give, give me a a lot, a, <laughs> a lot. Of, Time like, wasters to actual serious clients. Okay, so, well, it depends. Like, in the United States, it's been cut down drastically because of the way I uh, structure my ads and everything. But when we do tour overseas, I would say five to one, as in five being the time wasters. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, I'm gonna go ahead yeah, and say, like, uh, since my recent tour, like eighty percent. Uh, but mostly the time wasters. Uh, yes. See. Are the guys? So guys, still men. <laughs> guys, right ac- all through Nine the border, right across the border, two. you guys are always the time wasters. See, women don't do that. Anywho, moving on. What's the best gift you? 
of I women. I have had a couple of them though. Um, they were probably men posing uh, as women. <laughs> oh no, they, they they probably they probably got nervous. No, they were probably men posing as women. <laughs> but the vast majority are the guys. So sad. Okay, so what's the best gift you've ever received from a client? Uh. Class. Wow. Oh. Okay. All yes. right. Love it. Love it. So where'd you guys go shopping? <laughs> she just um, mm-hmm. told me to tell her what I wanted or go to the place. Nice. Oh, nice. Well, nice. let's. Well, if you if you still see her, let her know that uh, I just recently saw this Dior suit uh, here in Hong Kong. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh my god, I, I can only imagine okay, like some man it. looking so good in that suit. What's your favorite vacation destination? Uh, hands down, it would be. Wow, nice! Oh. Did, you, did you go with a client or did you go by yourself? Uh, I went with. Ooh, I was okay. There's many layers to Anthony. There's so many layers. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> My wife uh, was from Kenya. And so we yeah. went there. We Ken- Kenyan women are gorgeous. Yes. East, East African women are gorgeous. Actually, women are just gorgeous. Mm. But, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's nice. <laughs> nice. So, okay. What do you do in your free time? I work on martial arts. I uh, also What do you play? Play music. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I you should do a photo shoot where you all oiled up. Yes. Actually, yes. I volunteer to shoot it uh, and edit it for you. You should just be like out on the beach somewhere, just beach drumming, <laughs> sweaty and oil. Ladies, can you picture it? <laughs> I can. I I'm like picturing it right now. <laughs> drums. Okay. Actually, I had planned to do. Well, you should do. You should do the drums too. <laughs> I mean, I, definitely I, both. I, I feel like I feel like the drums. Okay. You're, you're gonna get a lot, a lot of clients from the drums. <laughs> just, just make sure you go ahead and give me that ten percent because you know I suggested it. You know, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a kickback. <laughs> okay. And the other, the other thing that. Uh, I really have a passion for uh, is studying ancient. Oh, cool! Nice. It is what gives me a view, a world view of the universe that I believe is very profound and very in line with where people, where humans um, eventually should evolved very deep so you're spiritual for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i guess so mm-hmm. um what's your favorite book i guess that dovetails into the spiritual part it's called of water and the spirit by okay haven't heard of it i'm googling it right it now talks about it talks about this guy from um burkina faso who was with the Mm-hmm. of the ethnic group, the Dagoma, who was snatched by European missionaries. 
and raised in, I think he was in Ghana. Mm-hmm. He was raised in Ghana. And he escaped at, he was taken at a very young age, maybe about two, three, four years old. And he escapes at age 17 or 18. He manages to make his way to his village because he lived in a very rural um, part of the Kinefato. And he found it very difficult to reintegrate uh, into society. Basically, it talked about the spiritual transformation of the of his life and the thrust from the environment that he came from and into the Western world and and with all of the insecurities wanting to be a part uh, of things his his he was very upset with the world and himself by the time he came back and he started to bring chaos and they had to actually send him through their traditional okay um his wife so this is what you're reading now uh no uh but this is the next book that i plan to read oh so this is what you're reading now the the water and the spirit or are you reading a different book now oh okay 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 no, no, no. I'm reading a different book now, but mm-hmm. his wife, Molly Doma's wife, he and his wife do a number of workshops on relationships. His wife has several books, but uh, his wife, one of his, her best known books is mm-hmm. The Spirit of Intimacy. And in that book, they talk about how they and other indigenous people use sex to get to a point where they send the woman spiritually to another place to get the wisdom and insight of other beings and to bring back. Interesting. That's deep. But, um, yeah, the spirit... That's very interesting. So, okay, so what are you reading right now? Some friends asked me to teach them some um, Kiswahili since I've been to Kenya and I studied, you know, Kiswahili. And so I am going through that book uh, to create a okay for them. So I plan to go to Kenya and other um, countries in East Africa. Um, and um, and they want to know how to speak the language. Oh, so I'm cool. Glad. Nice. But That's what I'm reading. It's a book called Humility. Nice. So sidebar, you mentioned a wife, and I'm assuming you weren't married when you were in law school, right? Oh, so I did she that. know about your jindigs? <laughs> 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 Really? Wow. That's a very understanding. Oh, wait. Is that why you got divorced? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Partly. So you think it had something to do with it? Uh, We were already. Okay. uh, I think so. We were already 
um, oh, okay. I started, and we interesting. Get back but that them. money started rolling in, and um, and I told her what I had already started. And she said, "Okay, well, sure." And uh, when things started, when the old uh, problem started to flare up, gotcha. This just added more. Gotcha. See. That's why they always say you need to fix the actual problem. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it will rear its ugly head. Mm-hmm. Always uh, does. Um, I, so what are your pet peeves? Uh, <laughs> lately, <laughs> it's been happening a lot lately. Uh, people who actually contact me vis-a-vis. You don't like to text. Texting. Personally, I do not like to I do not like to text, especially to hammer out emissions. So you prefer to talk on the phone or email? It, I find it to be too uh, Okay. Uh, either one. Uh, either one is fine. But texting, no. I reserve texting for after a client has, uh, after we've taken care of all of the details, a, a deposit has been made, everything is confirmed. And right now, we're in real time needing information. Hey, I'm at room. I'm at hotel. Gotcha. Such, in room, such, those types of things. Or I'm running late. Uh, just gotcha. Room. And again, I'm going to go yeah. ahead and say that those are the guys texting you pretending to be women. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we're... We're getting here to the end of this interview. Can you leave our listeners, both guys and girls, uh, parting advice? Yeah, uh, for the women. And um, I've mentioned this in a few texts. Uh, I'm sorry, in a few who we're talking about mm-hmm. in a few um, tweets. Is that I sincerely believe that all women should study some sort of okay. Okay. I remember reading reading um, some statistic that said every 20 seconds or 20 minutes or something to that night, wow. a woman is attacked. You know, we live in a world where guys just, at least in the Western world, guys just don't know how to be men anymore. And uh, to attack a woman, you know, <laughs> that's really a coward. And, uh, but women over and above having, you know, weapons and that sort of thing, uh, and I'm not necessarily against it, um, but we, I think that they should be able to defend themselves from a physical attack. Um, that is what I would say to, to the women. Uh, and gotcha. Especially if you're involved in our industry. It's, the, the chances of you uh, being attacked probably... You're not lying. I mean, luckily, I've, knock on wood... Never had so, to experience that. Uh, I, I don't think Chantel has either, but it yeah. does happen. We see it all the time. So, yes, that is a very good advice. And for the men, I think that they should think about relationships between men and women as more of a dance. <laughs> Spoken like a true spiritualist. I love it, though. I love it. Uh, guys think in terms of uh, maneuvers and tactics and all this other craziness, but it really should. It's a real give and take, and it's fun, it's pleasurable, it's, it's sexy. Uh, but if you think of it as a war, 
today. We don't think of war as being sexy. We don't think of war as being fun. Uh, we think of war as getting from A to B. And uh, yeah, exactly. And the funny thing is, they spend so much time planning this war. If they would just dedicate that time, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, spend the, the right time thing. to the right mm-hmm. stuff, and you would be so much happier in life. Yes, yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is your tip of the week. That is a tip of the week. And uh, so, where is the where is the best place that our listeners can mm-hmm. find out more about you? Uh, my website is anthonyasanti.com. I'll spell it for you. A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-A-F-A-N-T-I.com. Anthony. Nice. Well, this was a wonderful interview. I love your energy. Uh, we Very enlightening. Got, yes, we got a different insight to um, your side of the industry, which I'm kind mm. of a little jealous. <laughs> right? <laughs> Because you seem like you don't go through any of the drama the when it comes bullshit. to training and, and all that stuff. The bullshit. <laughs> Just say the bullshit. If- really, most women, I would say 95 or 9 to 99% you know, um, of the women that contact me are... That's why we're jealous. <laughs> I mean... I mean, we, we have lovely want, clients too. Like we have great clients as well, but we have to weed through so a much, lot of nonsense so much crap to get there, which is why, you know, we, we started putting like different barriers in place. So that way, if they don't pass barrier one, they don't even make it to yep. us because it just, beca- it becomes a hassle. It becomes a chore. And I rather spend my time hanging out with wonderful gentlemen and, you know, enjoying life creating memories. I don't want to spend my time, you know, telling people the same thing over and over again, dealing with time wasters. But yeah, this was definitely a great uh, enlightening, uh, enlightening interview. Thank you so much for coming on the yes, show. Yes, thank you. Yes. So uh, yeah, we're definitely, we need to uh, set up dates for when you're going to cook for me and Chantel. Don't worry, we'll, we'll email yes, you. Yes, we'll reach out. Uh, <laughs> And and I was I wasn't kidding about me uh, emailing you so you can send me a copy of your business card because <laughs> I want to see what you're giving to people that makes you get clients because I go out all the time so if I can just go handing out my business cards all willy nilly with no issues I want to oh, do it so I'm emailing you about that too <laughs> I should have thought of, I should have thought of that you don't you don't I'm sorry. Oh, we freestyle. It's just that I'm telling you, it's different. So it's completely different. Completely different. Like you, you could literally say all kinds of incriminating things to a woman out in public, and nobody would bat a eye. No, we we could like say nothing, (laughs) (laughs) really, and they'll be they'll be calling the cops on us. (laughs) Just just because of what we look like. Exactly. Like they already assume who you are based on what you look like before you even open your mouth. Obviously, that's why we hang out in more really? higher end establishments because they tend to not bother you as much. But like if you're sitting by yourself, if you're alone, guys think something's wrong with that. They start bothering you. Like you can't even just go out by nope. yourself. How many times? How many times has a woman come up to you saying, "Why are you here all by yourself, all alone? You don't have a girl." How many times has that happened? Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but 
see, women women really aren't that direct from my experience. But uh, from what I've gotten in the in mm-hmm. in bars or in hotel mm-hmm. lobbies or you know other places, they would just sort of look at you until you picked up on it until you felt and then you go over to them and strike up a conversation see that's different see we're expected to sit and wait for them to come to us Mm -hmm. so it's a very it's a very fine line we have to walk between being direct versus being demure and drawing them to you with your energy trust me we're playing balancing act all the time whereas you can just be yourself (laughs) yep and just and just, you know, live your life, whereas we're over here trying to dodge minds and, and read minds and draw our sexual energy and all that. Oh, God. <laughs> it could be exhausting. It, it but I literally it is. <laughs> uh, when, we, when we actually get together uh, for that dinner, remind me to tell you the time. I got put out. Why? Oh, I was gonna now. say, why are we? Why are we waiting? Unless, you, unless you don't want to share it on the show. Do you not want to share it on the show? Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll I can't wait. It sounds. I would remind it you. sounds juicy. I can't wait. It does. It does sound juicy. All right. Well, thank you so much, Anthony. We've already taken up so much of your time. We appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Go go play some drums. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a lovely interview, don't you think? I am jealous. I'm so jealous. And it it, it was nice, though, to see the other side of the coin and to see how male escorts, straight male escorts, uh, interact. I think next we definitely have to do a gay one, so that way we can see if there's a difference at all. Well, I Uh, but but something tells me. Well, no, I, but I, I still think uh, something tells me that there are not as many time wasters on the male end of the spectrum. Really, you think so? Because I really feel like it's the, the men as clients in general, like they're just like just I more time know. wasters. I, I I feel like because they're both on the same page and they have you know they have the same thought process. I feel like we're gonna interview a, a gay escort and he's gonna say the same thing. But hey, well, well, let's, we'll let's, see. Let's, I already have one in mind, so... Well, we'll we'll be reaching out. Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned, folks. All right. So, let's end on a positive note. Any last words? Keep it sexy. Hey, sister, so sister. (laughs) Better get that dose. Yes. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Be sure to contact us with your questions and suggestions. We will be answering your questions on the show. You can ask us questions either by emailing us at info at com. Or via tweet with the hashtag the sexy escort guide podcast. You can also text or leave us a voicemail at 657-464-4675. We will be airing your questions live. So if you don't want us airing your voice, please note that in the voicemail or better yet, text us. Of course, please follow us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at the sexy escort guide, on Twitter at the sexy escort guide. GU. Apparently, Twitter doesn't allow handles longer than 15 characters. Uh, you can join our mailing list so that you can be the first to hear of breaking news and exciting stories. Our website, of course, is thesexyescortguide.com. And lastly, please leave us a five star rating and review on whatever platform you're listening from. And also, please subscribe. This is how we will gain recognition for our brand. 
Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We truly appreciate you. And you can also follow your hosts uh, for Vivian. My Twitter is at Exotic Vivian. My website is ExoticVivian.com. And my email is Vivian at ExoticVivian.com. I get a lot of spam, so please click on the link to verify your email when you get an automated response from my account. It drives me crazy with all the spam, so I have to put this in place. Thank you. And my Twitter is at Chantel underscore E12. That's E-T-O-I-L-E. My website is ChantelE12.com. And my email is Chantel at ChantelE12.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, stay ravishing and receptive.